Over the weekend, we saw more than 3,400 people take refuge in about 39 Red Cross and partner shelters across Florida. We have more than 1,400 volunteers on the ground, and so far we've provided more than 41,000 meals and snacks. Right now we're trying to ensure that people have a safe place to go in those shelters and, of course, continuing to see where we can open new shelters, especially in the hardest-hit areas. And with that being said, let's bring in Megan Sylvester, who has been in Florida. Megan, paint the picture so far of what you've seen the last three days for us. Sure. So the last three days, we've started what we call a preliminary damage assessment. So that means we are kind of driving the different areas in Florida to get an idea of the different neighborhoods and the damage that the neighborhoods have gotten and getting an idea of pinpointing where we need to concentrate our efforts of where where it was hit hardest. So a lot of the areas we've been so far in the Sarasota area um, and further inland, it's a lot of wind damage. So a lot of trees and uh, palm trees everywhere, trees uprooted, fences have fallen over, um, and then closer to the water, so closer especially to the Fort Myers Beach area, we're seeing a lot of damage. Roofs have fallen off. Um, siding falling off, a lot of flooding, um, various amounts of flooding. Um, and a lot of the areas, especially like to Fort Myers, we tried to get across the bridge yesterday and we were unable to. Um, we saw hundreds of boats. I think the boats were kind of what hit home to us is seeing we're driving down the road and we see hundreds of boats are just on the side of the road into buildings, cars that you could definitely tell the water was so high that they have flooded. And they, they're so powerful, they, they were able to push boats and cars um, onto these areas where you never think you'd see a boat in a car. Uh, Megan, we hear a lot as well about loss of power, loss of of mm-hmm. water, and, and all those things. Because we hear the we see the pictures and that of the of the devastation, like you said, the boats and the buildings and so on. But what about now with the aftermath and relief care? What are you seeing as far as power in Florida and those in need of food and shelter? Mm-hmm. So the power and the water is kind of hit or miss from what we have seen so far. Um, most have no power and no water. There were a couple of neighborhoods where they had just gotten power and water yesterday, um, but most of the neighborhoods we would see generators running, um, clotheslines outside where people, you know, they're trying to wash clothes because they don't have water and electric. And um, But we have seen so many relief efforts heading down. We, we have a couple hours drive every day so far, and on the highways, all you see are tree companies, you see law enforcement, you see, you know, all the different people going to help. We've seen, we've seen tons of tractor trailers with generators, so um, help is definitely coming. It's just making sure we, we get to those areas and we know who needs help. Um, that's what's so important about getting this preliminary damage assessment done so we can focus those efforts on those in need. Volunteer Megan Sylvester from the Cleveland area deployed into Florida and also Christy Peters with us this morning. Christy is the communications manager with American Red Cross Northern Ohio region. Christy, let's get into those relief efforts as you continue for deployment, but also getting things now into Florida to help not only on the physical side, but the mental side. Yes, we have already have volunteers deployed who are trained in mental health and emotional support that are going to be helping people who are dealing with the aftermath of this hurricane. Uh, the American Red Cross is going to be there for several months, helping in recovery, making sure that people have the immediate needs, and then, of course, getting them on the road to recovery and making sure that over the next couple of weeks and months, 
Uh, they're able to find safe places to stay and start to build their lives back up. Christy, what about the Carolinas? Uh, what have you heard from that area? And have you also sent efforts into that region? So we did open shelters in the Carolinas, of course, with the flooding. We had several um, people who came to those shelters for safety and to stay safe. Um, right now, we have local efforts from our, air, our organizations in, those, in the Carolinas. And, of course, we will deploy volunteers as needed. And really, as Megan has stated, it's about seeing who needs help immediately. Of course, we are working around the clock with our partners to make sure that everyone is safe and will continue to do that. Um, but right now, um, thankfully, it hasn't been quite as bad as Florida. So that's where a lot of our efforts are. But, of course, we have local Red Cross workers that are ready in the Carolinas and are helping. Megan Sylvester also with us. Megan, let's talk about the emotions that you're seeing. Christy mentioned in the mental health area. That's another side of this. You know, we talk about the physicality of the storm, but the mental anguish also needs taken care of. Talk about the efforts that you've seen from the American Red Cross and that they will continue to be needed. Absolutely. So a lot of people, you know, without power and without water, so that goes to show that they, they need help with things like food. Um, and those that may have had so much damage to their house, they don't have a home to go back to, a warm bed to sleep in. So we're able to provide those shelters and we have mobile um, feeding vehicles that are going into those areas where people might not be able to cook food. Um, and, and it's you know, people are devastated. People don't know what to do. They're, they're still in shock of what happened. And it's a lot of emotions to process, and it's going to be um, for the next month or so as they, as they, like Christy said, get back on their feet and they start to recover. We talked about water. That's the other thing. Shelter and food needed. And I imagine trucks and the American Red Cross has the shelters set up. So with that, talk about the efforts that you're seeing with manpower from across the country, from not only the Red Cross, but other people and organizations coming in to help. Sure. So they, we've, seen, we've also seen a ton of National Guard military vehicles. We've seen loads of water, like I said, uh, trucks with generators, whether it be the Army National Guard or it be local law enforcement or just we've seen tons of different companies from all over. I've seen a truck yesterday from Indiana. We see license plates from Texas. It's just people from all over, whether they be government officials or they're just small companies that are heading down uh, to make the extra effort to help out as well. Megan, let me ask you this. Uh, many people, as you know, in the Ohio region have relatives, family members, maybe uh, winter homes. You know what I'm talking about. But I've mm -hmm. had tough communications getting down there. Many people want to jump on a plane or they want to jump in their car and go down and check out the devastation. How mm -hmm. crowded is it and how much can they expect maybe to get done? Because you mentioned the roadways are really packed right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, so traffic is really a big thing. We actually, we left two hours, two, almost two and a half hours early this morning to get to where we need to be. That's only an hour away today because of the roads being so jam-packed full of all of those people going to help respond. So if, if it's, you know, something where maybe they can wait off and hold off and let these emergency response um, efforts get there first, um, to make sure that those people that really need it are taken care of first. You know, we want to make sure we prioritize those that are, you know, it might be life or death for some versus some that it may just be their vacation home that they can maybe wait 
a few weeks until things have calmed down a bit. Christy, let's go back to you. How about help from others listening to our conversation? As we know, you you know, the water and some of that other stuff is also needed, but monetary help, if people want to help in some way, hearing the devastation, what's the easiest way for people to help through the American Red Cross? Uh, to help people right now, the best thing you can do is make a financial donation, and you can do that at redcross.org. You can also always call 1-800-RED-CROSS. And you can text the word Ian, I-A-N, to 90999. You will automatically make a $10 donation. And really, right now, uh, those funds are what's needed so that we can, as Megan said, meet the immediate needs. Uh, We're replacing medication, prescriptions, things like that in those shelters. Of course, when people evacuated, some of them didn't have any time. And so there's some immediate needs that need met. And, of course, as Megan has stated, there's so much devastation. It's going to be a long-term recovery in those Financial donations will allow us to help people get on the road to recovery. 